Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Permack. On today's show, what Alibaba might have just taught us about trade tensions, and Mackenzie Bezos gives a big pledge. But first, the auto merger heard round the world. Fiat, Chrysler, and Renault this weekend confirmed that they're in merger talks, and if successful, it would create the world's third largest automaker bumping General Motors down to number four. It also would be the largest ever industrials merger on record, according to Refinitiv. So three big storylines here. First, global automakers are having their profits squeezed. On the cost side is increased spending on research and development into things like electrification and self-driving. And on the revenue side is decreased demand as more and more people move into cities and don't want to own cars. Second, there are tons of geopolitical factors at work here, including possible government objections in Italy and France. But the juiciest might be in Japan, where Nissan has a long-standing alliance and equity stake in Renault. A lot of that was the doing of an auto executive named Carlos Ghosn, who served as CEO of both companies until his 2017 arrest in Japan on charges of misusing Nissan assets and underreporting his earnings. Now, Ghosn's supporters have argued, long argued, that this was basically a political hit by those who didn't like Nissan becoming more and more of a French company rather than the other way around. Now, however, Nissan could get left out in the cold. And finally, this would be a bit of history repeating itself with Renault and Jeep rejoining forces. The French company owned Jeep parent American Motors in the 1980s before selling it to Chrysler in 1987. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Autos reporter Joanne Muller. But first, this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined now by Axios's Joanne Muller, who covers all things auto for us. So, Joanne, let's start here a little bit with the history. These two companies have been circling each other for a while, right? Well, yeah. I mean, really... <laughs> It seems like every automaker is uh, looking for partners right now. So there's a, there's been a lot of discussions going on. Renault has been paired with Nissan for 20 years, and more recently Mitsubishi joined that combination. Meanwhile, Chrysler, as you know, has had a million partners. They were part of Daimler Chrysler, which failed miserably. And now they're with Fiat, but the CEO of Fiat Chrysler has been looking for a big partner for a long time. He's talked to just about everybody. Now is the right time. So why is now the right time from your perspective for this deal? And I say that in the context of even though these are both European auto manufacturers, my understanding is they don't have a huge amount of overlap in terms of geography and product. Exactly. What's really driving this more than anything is the technology shift that's happening in the auto industry, which is the shift toward electric vehicles and toward eventually autonomous vehicles. That whole shift requires an enormous amount of capital. And car makers are finding, you know, that they just can't spend all that money and still keep their businesses, you know, their traditional businesses going strong. So that's part of it. But you also have to make sure the car businesses fit together. And in this case, they do because Fiat Chrysler, even though it sounds like an Italian company, it's very much North American. They are very big in Jeeps and in Ram pickups and commercial vehicles. Then over in Europe, you've got more of the Fiat brand vehicles. And so 
Put that together with Renault, which is French, and they have commanding lead in electric vehicles and with a lot of other brands, especially at the entry level. It really is very nice. They fit together very well. They do, but they're also, both companies are talking about huge amounts, and the term you obviously use in a merger is synergies, right? Billions of dollars in synergies. That's another word for cost savings. You know, We've seen a bunch of European mergers or prospective mergers. I, I think, for example, in the banking sector about Deutsche Bank and Commerce Bank, anytime there is prospect of major layoffs. The governments and the big labor unions there step in and raise holy hell. Can this deal, from your perspective, can this get through in France and Italy, given that there's going to have to be big layoffs as part of this? Well, this is a very big open question, right? So I don't think we should underestimate the political influence here. Renault is partly owned by the French government, and Fiat has very strong unions as well. They're also a factor. And the European car industry is actually in worse shape uh, when it comes to plant capacity. In other words, they have too much capacity, too many workers, not enough production. So it's very hard to think how you avoid layoffs with this kind of mergers, even though, uh, you know, the proposal says, oh, there'll be no layoffs and no plant closings. I personally am very skeptical. I wouldn't be surprised a few years from now. If we start to see that, you think that pledge, that no factory closure pledge, which I think came from Fiat Chrysler, is that political cover? So regulators can cross it off and say, you know, to the newspaper reporter, they said they're not going to close any factories. We're good. A hundred percent political cover. Absolutely. You're spot on. So let me ask about the other countries part of this. You talked about the partnerships that Renault has with Nissan and more recently Mitsubishi. How does Japan play into this? Because for those who don't know, Nissan had been led by a CEO who had been kind of pushing for closer and closer ties to Renault and has since now been arrested and he's under prosecution in Japan for alleged financial fraud, which he argues is really kind of payback for what he was kind of trying to de-Japanese Nissan. Yeah, I think this is a very complicated tale and we'll make a great book someday. But, you know, Renault managed to save Nissan years ago. And uh, together as an alliance, they weren't a full merger, but they became very strong, very intertwined. A lot of shared engineering that goes on. In fact, I believe that Nissan owns 43% of Renault now. Which would get cut in half as part of this deal. Exactly. But Nissan has been offered a board seat. So I feel like Nissan's almost like turnabout here, right? So I feel like Renault has come along with another partner and has basically thumbed their nose at Nissan and said, look, if you want to play, you've got to join us and we're going to be in charge. <laughs> uh, Joanne, final question. I'm talking to you. Uh, you're in Detroit today, correct? Or, or in Michigan today? Correct. If this deal goes through, it makes this the third largest global automaker and it bumps GM down to number four. Does GM feel some sort of, if this goes through, does GM feel some sort of need to respond with an acquisition or merger of its own? No, I don't think so. But I do think that, as I mentioned at the outset, everybody's looking for partners to invest in all this advanced technology with. GM has gotten very close with Honda over the years. And I think that if this were to play out longer term, potentially one day Honda becomes part of General Motors. But I'm certainly not calling that now. All I'm saying is they have their Japanese partner they are not concerned about being number one in the world anymore. That ship has sailed a long time ago. So GM is just focusing on how do we make enough trucks and make enough electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles to succeed. Thank you so much, Joanne Muller, who writes the fantastic Axios AV newsletter, which you can get at signup.axios.com. My final two right after this. 
There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Chinese e-commerce and internet behemoth Alibaba, which reportedly may sell $20 billion worth of shares on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, five years after raising $25 billion in a New York IPO. Now, while the move may simply be about getting money while money is readily available and some recent rule relaxations in Hong Kong, it's hard not to see it, at least in part, as a reaction to rising U.S.-China trade tensions. Not only would listing in Hong Kong help Alibaba further strengthen its ties to China's government, but it also could give the company some added downside protection if U.S. regulators expand their sites from Huawei and other networking companies. In short, sometimes it's safest to have a second home. And finally, Mackenzie Bezos this morning announced that she will eventually give away half of her fortune to charity via the giving pledge originally created by Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. And for her, this is no small amount, as her wealth was estimated at nearly $37 billion last month when she got divorced from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. In explaining her decision, she writes, quote, We each come by the gifts we have to offer by an infinite series of influences and lucky breaks we can never fully understand. In addition to whatever assets life has nurtured in me, I have a disproportionate amount of money to share, end quote. And for the record, Jeff Bezos, her ex-husband, has yet to sign on. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Shovers, have a great National Hamburger Day. Yeah, I also figured that would have been yesterday, but it's today. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.